let's kindly close our eyes. You want to just speak to God? Give me a minute. Whatever request you have. Fundamentals of Christianity. Okay. Paul in the book of Hebrews, when you go, you go to Hebrews 5, from verse 12 downwards, he you know admonished the people that he was writing to, that's the Jewish people that they should move on into deeper matters of the scriptures. So then he admonished them that before they even go on to the deeper matters, they should make sure that their foundation is strong. So he listed six foundations that every person who claims to be a Christian, he must be solid in those six foundations or the fundamentals or the substratum or the principles. Okay. Or what we call the doctrines. The first is what is called repentance from dead. You see that in Hebrews 6 verse 2. analyzing the logic behind faith 
people think that faith is illogical. People think that faith, just believe. Okay, but what we are doing is we are looking at the logical aspect of faith. Okay, how how faith works. So we we went to Hebrews 11 verse one, which defines faith as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What that means is that the reason why we say we have faith in God is because okay we've not seen God with our eyes so but we believe he exists so that is faith that's the meaning of Hebrews 11:1 faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen good then we came to understand that the reason why we can't see God is because God is spiritual and we are physical okay i mean our of course, we have the spirit inside of us, but we only see the physical aspect of us. So the physical senses we have, that's our eyes, our nose, our tongue, our ears, and then our skin. Okay. All these sensual organs, we can't use these sensual organs to perceive God, because God is spiritual. God gave us these sense organs so that we can perceive our environment. So if you are blind, Realize that you can't see. You are one sense organ short. Okay? Imagine someone who is blind and deaf at the same time. Or someone who has lost all the, the five senses. This person should be dead. Do you get it? You can't hear, you can't see, you can't taste. Just die. Okay? Good. Now when it comes to faith, we don't use these sense, sense organs to, to come to know God. If you are waiting, to see God with your eyes before you believe in Him. Okay, you wait. Ah, by the time you realize, you become a waiter. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Okay, in some few instances we see in the Bible, okay, um, God will manifest, even that it's a manifestation of God. Manifestation of God is not God. Okay, when God manifests as a pillar of cloud, that's not God. When God manifests as light, that's not Him. That's a manifestation. The only true manifestation of God is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All other forms of man, we call them manifestations. Okay. Good. Then we came to understand that faith, okay, goes more than just believing that God exists. There is one advert that I remember, which was on Metro TV. Um, the movie, it was a series. This Life. How many of you remember? Uh, were you born? You are not? <laughs> Sorry. I heard some of you were born in 2000. So. 2000. I was like, how? Goodness. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, oh, me, I can sing this on This Life is beautiful and everything seems to. You know that. Oh. Those days, I used to memorize adverts. I am my brother. That was the competition. So there was this guy who was standing on top of the ceiling, right? Then the, the father said, jump, and I'll catch you. He was on top, I mean, of, of the roofing ship. Jump, I'll catch you. You see, he said, uh, Papa, are you sure? He said, oh, jump. Then the guy jumped. Then his father dodged. <laughs> and the guy hit. 
do you know what, what, what the father told him? He said, this is your first lesson in life. Never trust any, any man. You see? So, with this, this illustration, okay, the guy has seen his father. Okay? So, okay, the father that has seen my father, you know, that's not necessarily mean I, I should have faith in him. Okay? We can have more faith in someone that we can't see than someone we can see. Okay? Good. So now, the next aspect is if you believe that God exists, but you've not seen God with your eyes, okay, and you are disobeying God, and I, I don't believe that God exists, and I'm living my life anyhow, the two of us, who will hate God more? Like, let's say Phyllis believes that God exists, but Phyllis is going contrary to the will of God, and then the, the, the promise, the teachings and of Scripture, right? And I don't believe in God. I'm living my normal life. Or let, let me give another illustration. Okay. Let's say uh, um, we go somewhere, okay, and then there is a chief there. Me, I don't know it's a chief, so I just pass by and I just I don't even greet him. And you that you are in, in that town, you know that that person is a chief. Okay, and you also disrespect the two of us who be blamed more. Second person. So you understand that faith towards God is not just believing God because what is the use of you believing that God exists and you disobeying or disrespecting God? Are you getting it? So we must go for a higher definition of faith. That faith really is one's obedience to God. That is faith. Hallelujah. I want us to understand. So that you, you don't say, because most of us are Christian atheists. What that means is that we know that God exists, but we are going contrary to His commandments. That one, I'll term you as a Christian atheist. Are you getting it? Good. I'm just summarizing what we've done so far. So faith is one's obedience to God or one's response to your belief in the existence of God. If you believe that God exists, what is your response to that? That is your, the manifestation of your faith. That is why James said, faith without works is what? Is dead. Because you can't just verbally say you believe in God, but we look in your life, okay, and you are, you are acting contrary to, to God. Then that is not faith at all. Hallelujah. So we looked at that. Then we also came to, to analyze faith itself, okay? And we said that when you look in the Bible and you, you see the word faith being used, for example, Paul said, I have kept the faith. Okay? That's a bit different from you saying, I have faith. So, when you talk about faith, there are two aspects of it. One is, has to do with the God whom you say you believe. We will call him the object of your faith, right? So you believe in God. God becomes your object of faith. Of faith. Now, I want you to, to look at these terminologies well, because I'll be using them on our ways. I'll be saying object of faith, subject of faith. So I want you to understand. So object of faith is the God you say you believe. Then the subject of faith is you yourself. Are you getting it? So usually I use the woman with the issue of blood as an example. Okay, she had to touch Jesus, right? So Jesus becomes who? Who is Jesus? The object of faith. Then the woman becomes who? The subject of faith. Okay, very good. 
So then we, we look at it. when Jesus told the woman that your faith has made you whole. Okay? Jesus told the woman that your faith has made you whole. Did that mean that Jesus didn't have a part to play in the miracle? Let's analyze it carefully. So your faith, Jesus told the woman, your faith has made you whole. Does that mean that Jesus had nothing to play in that miracle? So you see, the faith that Jesus was referring to, that's the woman's own faith. Will be called subjective faith. That is the faith that you you have. Eh? You say you have faith. That, that is called subjective faith. Then Jesus will be called who is the object of faith. We will call the faith of Jesus as what? The objective faith. So the subjective faith and the objective faith. Are we getting it? Okay. This is difficult, but I have to teach it. When you go to class and the lectures are difficult, you say you will not go to class. You will learn the difficult things in church. Hallelujah. So that I'm teaching you this so that one day when you need healing, you understand how it works. I, I, I went for the missions of one of the one of the classes. Yeah, last week. Then there was someone I prayed for. Okay, she was so I called all those. I called there was someone when I got there, they, they, they told me that someone was very sick. She had also and then she was in pain. So I went there, saw her. Then the first thing I did was to give her some medication. <laughs> but still, the pain was there. So we were praying. I called her to come. And when you were praying, Lord, were you there? You are not there. That come. But Sarah was there, right? Yeah, Sarah was there. So I, I called her and I prayed for help. Then do you know what she told me? She told me that oh, not not them. I met her on Monday, just this Monday. And then she told me that, like since then, she has not had the pain again. The pain usually comes, it's a duodenal ulcer, so it usually comes at, at midnight, 11 to 4 a.m. It's a, like serious pain. But after I prayed for her, she was still having the pains till Monday. Do you know why? She told me that she, she didn't believe in what, what I said. It's like, ah, you, the doctors have said peptic is go. That's what she told me. Then when I left, someone came to minister and the person was, was telling them about how you need to believe so that the words you receive becomes ready to you. Okay? So then, when she understood that since then, she has not had the pain. Are you getting it? Now listen, I would have come home crying. Hey, Charlie, I'm not powerful. I'm going to pray for someone. The person didn't receive healing. You see? I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll make you understand now, when the woman touched Jesus, do you know that there were a lot of people around? How come only the woman received her healing? Do you get this? Does that mean Jesus was not powerful? Right? There were a lot of people around who were sick. But only the woman received healing. There was a time that the Bible said that when Jesus went into his own hometown, he couldn't do much miracles because of their unbelief. That does not mean Jesus is not powerful. Are you getting it? This is the reason why you should understand the difference between objective faith and subjective faith. The faith of Jesus is the objective faith. That faith is consistent. That faith has to do with all his power, all his omnipotence. That faith does not fail. The faith you have is what is called the subjective faith. For there to be any miracle, there has to be a contact between the object of faith and the subject of faith. That means that there has to be, if I should use a big term, an amalgamation. 
there has to be a compilation there has to be it's okay between the subject and the object so that was the illustration that when the woman touched okay so that's just physical the physical implication the physical activity that was shown okay was teaching us what happens spiritually when the woman touched her it was not just the, about the touching it was about what had happened in the spirit her faith has connected to the, the faith of jesus are you getting it good so the subjective faith is your own faith the objective faith is the faith of jesus for there to be any miracle okay there has to be a connection between you and god okay but usually what happens is that there are a lot of distractions you see the devil knows that when you get to know god well you become unstoppable so the devil will try to stop you from getting into contact with god how you bring people your way let's we are still analyzing that story we saw there were people that were preventing the woman from coming to touch jesus even the disciples themselves right and the woman would have never received healing though she had faith are we getting it so you must always touch jesus that's what the bible says that looking onto jesus who is there the author so the author is it means that he's, he's the one giving you some initial faith but he's not only the author but he's what the perfecter when faith is perfected nothing is impossible so the more you gaze at Jesus, the more you get to know Jesus, then the subject and the object are becoming one. So let's say Jesus' faith is 100%, your faith is 10%. The more you become Christ-like, the more you come to church, the more you are reading your Bible, the more you are... That's why we say faith comes by us. So the more you are exposing yourself to the Word of God, what is happening in you spiritually is that you are becoming Christ-like and your faith is coming up Okay, to the place you call the perfection of faith. So Jesus is the author, but we don't end there. Having small faith is not enough. But the more you gaze at him, the more he, he also becomes what? The perfecter of your faith. Are you getting this? So the, what, what we want to do with this, this faith we have here is that we want our subjective faith to be like the objective faith of Jesus. Do you think Jesus has any doubts when healing? No, he doesn't have any doubt. But we have. So the more you mature in him, the more your faith is going up to become like that of Jesus. We see that in the, 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 the disciples. When, when Jesus first met them, they got the only initial part of the faith, which is called the altar. They only experienced the altar of faith. Okay? But when they were with Christ for a very long time, even when Jesus left, you saw the things that Peter, James, John were doing. Because now, they have gotten to the realms of the perfection of faith. Someone like Paul, he got to the realms of the perfection of faith. So when we say study your Bible, when you say have your morning devotion, when you say tarry in prayer and in worship and in the presence of God, we are not wasting your time. Okay? What is happening? Let's go into science. What is happening eh, is that, for example, you have a magnet and a magnetic material like a nail, right? Good. So the more you are in the Word of God and the more you are in prayer, the more you are in fellowship, the more you are in uh, and worship, right? What's happening is that there is what is called stroking. You know that? All science, the greatest science, the beauty is supposed to come to this. Stroking, send you stroke and the worship. By the time you realize, 
the, the nail has become what? Magnets. But it depends on the contact time. You think that you stroke it once and then it becomes no. That is why those who stay in the presence of God are those who we say they manifest God. It's like they are God. Hallelujah. That is faith. Let me give you another illustration. There was this guy who was sick, right? The guy was sick. This is in the Bible. Then there were a lot of people in the room. Jesus was there healing people. There were a lot of the whole place was was filled up. Do you know where they passed? The roof. They passed by the roof. Do you know the implications of that? What that means is that then, human beings can prevent you from getting to know God. Just as the same story of the woman with the issue of blood. Don't allow any human being to prevent you from coming into contact with God. That's the moral lesson. That's the moral lesson. So now, if the woman touched Jesus and the woman did not receive her healing, I even say Jesus is not powerful. No. If I come and you are sick and I'm praying for you, me, I know myself. I'm not there yet, but I know the kind of faith that I have some dangerous way. So I know if I'm praying for you and you don't get healed, I don't go and say I'm not powerful. You also have a part to play because Jesus said your faith has made you whole. That is why it's important for you to develop your faith so that when you go to God and you are praying for God, as for God's faith, it's already whole. God's faith is already perfect. But faith then becomes the medium through which a person can receive anything from God. The magnitude of your faith, okay, is, is like the channel. How big your faith is, okay, is proportional to the dimensions of the channel. So if you have small faith, I use an example of a straw. <laughs> you can only receive straws, you know, just straw. But if you have a from God. Hallelujah. So then we have to work on our faith. Don't let anything come. And, I, and it's very simple. Just be in the word of God. Be in prayer. Be in worship. That is it. Something is happening inside of you. The, the more you distance yourself, it's like you've magnetized, you've stroked the thing once, then you've, you've left it. Then maybe you can only use it to, to pick maybe another nail. Then after some time you stop. Then you, the magnet is somewhere. Then another time you come and stroke it. You want constant stroking. Constant stroking. Hallelujah. Good. So you have to understand that it's your own, I'm going to use another big term, idiosyncratic faith that will make you whole. You have a part to play. It's not Sir Chris's faith that will work for you. It's not my faith that will work for you. Do you get this? Your faith has made you whole. This is the general principle when it comes to the operations of faith. Now, let me let me go a bit, a little bit. I don't go into I don't go too to deep, but at least just a little bit. And and let me tell you how it happens. Anytime you you have faith in, uh, okay, let's say you, you have faith in God. Eh? What happens is that there is this this term that I always use, identification identification you begin to identify as God now when you read that you see the contents you are getting from the, the, the woman with the issue of blood the Bible said that she had been to many what doctors right then she was growing worse 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 
the woman would have said, Oh, okay, doctors for normal. I'm gonna try. Hey, mami mu. Do you get it? Now, in this case, what has happened is that she has identified with what the doctors what have said. If I use the word identification, it means that whose words are you, how do you call it, making premium or whose words are you giving the preeminence in your life? Are you getting it? So, oh, doctors, are my idea. Now, if you say you've gotten cancer, you have three months to live. That's when you begin to pray. <laughs> Right? But then there is no faith inside of you. You will die and they will bury you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you get it? So these things that we are we are we are talking about, I'm telling you, it's very serious. Eh? Do you know do you know the last time I got sick? Eh? Like I have not gotten sick for a very long, long time. I was like like Akimoto school. Okay. Then recent I think recently, that's almost like three months ago or something. I got I, I got something that I think it was COVID. I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't go and test. I don't care. I didn't test whether it was COVID or not. I don't have it. <laughs> Even if it was COVID, I've developed the antibodies. You move, right? But those are infected, I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was just when I when I started feeling just one day. The next day, I was, I was at work. And he's right. Oh, it has left. If I guess it, you, it can't stay with me for. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was at work. The thing was gone. Do you get it? These things that we are talking about, eh, they are real. You can decide to joke with your Christianity. Then you now look for pharmacology and drugs. And then maybe you want chemotherapy or. <laughs> right? But there is power in God. The object of our faith is an almighty, all-powerful thing. What God responds to is not your tears at that moment. What God responds to is your faith. It's your faith. So it's critical that we all build our faith. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. They, like, you, sh- you should desire this more than money. You should work. Work it. Work your faith. Work it. Work your faith. Amen. Good. Let's let's move on. So now the concept of identification is that I don't the woman did not identify with what Jesus, what the doctors have said. That it's not possible. She had to now that's one thing that faith does. It makes you reprioritize whose words you are making significant in your life. So now the woman said, Okay, this is what the doctors are saying. But this is what I've also read in the Bible that by his stripes the son of righteousness coming down and he has healing in his wings. The wings there represent the hem of his garment. So the woman had read the Bible and has gotten the revelation that when I touch the hem of the garment, which represents the place of power, you can read through the Bible, I can give a lot of examples to, to support that. Okay, The Bible says that, how blessed is it for brethren to go together for it's like the oil that drops down, even to the beard and to the hem of the garment. When you read in the Old Testament, the hem of the garment was the place where the, the high priest they put bells and pomegranates the signifying power. Okay, those days, if you want to divorce your husband, what you used to do is go and cut the hem of the garment. That means that he no longer has power over you. That's the reason why when David went into the cave where Saul was, he didn't care also what he do. He just cut the hem of the garment. Symbolically, spiritually signifying that he has taken the power and authority from you. 
Hallelujah. So this person, had, this lady had read the Bible. She has seen that. I know the exact spot to touch. Now, two things. Whose words am I making important in my life? Am I identifying with the words of the doctors? Or now I switch my faith and I make important what the word of God is saying. That is faith. When you have faith, it makes you prioritize the word of God. That's where the healing is. Hallelujah. That's where the healing is. Now let's, today, I want us to look at Hebrews 11. Okay, now, 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 I, I, I want us to understand that, and I always sound this question, that I make it look as though faith has to do with receiving from God, receiving from God. Okay, but faith also has to do with what you can do for God. As I said, faith is manifested by one's obedience towards God. So the more obedient towards God, if, if you want to, Look, let me give you this, this, this key fact, okay? You want healing in your life. You want healing. You want some, your God to come to you. Your exams are yours. Charlie, Baba. Only you go. You want God to come through for you. Now, to analyze and see whether you have much faith for this or not, look in your life and see how much obedience you are to God. That's the correct marker to see whether you have faith. See whether your obedience to God is increasing. Do you get it? That shows that your faith is what? Increasing. And that means that you now you, you are increasing in faith. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. Hebrews 11 4. Let's go. When, when we were young, you tell us, oh, Cain, he offered sugar cane. <laughs> don't, don't mind, don't mind. Oh, <laughs> Cain offered rot, rotten tomatoes. And then that's it. You see, ah, they fly to us. <laughs> you see, my issue is that if I always give this illustration to support, and if I'm to give Sarah something, no matter how I, I, I Let's say I'm, I'm going to give Sarah. No matter how I dislike him, or no matter how I don't respect him, I'll never give Sarah rotten bread. Do you think I'll do that? So, I don't know. We make Cain look bad. But I don't think that Cain, Cain's disrespect, I don't know him yet. <laughs> Cain can disrespect God that he will send rotten tomatoes. Eee! <laughs> Hallelujah. That was noise. The reason why God did not accept Cain's offering was because God did not accept Cain himself. When you read it, eh, we don't have time. Look at the arrangements. Well, he said God did not have respect unto Cain 
and then his offerings. Do you get it? You see, you can come to church and bring thousand million dollars, trillion Ghana. <laughs> if God does not accept you yourself, he doesn't care of your offering. He doesn't care. What is God doing with your money? Maybe the, the pastors will care. <laughs> but God will not care. Hallelujah. Now, the reason, so that's the first point. The second reason why God did not accept Cain's offering is because God wanted something specific. Adam had told his sons that when we, we committed sin in the Garden of Eden, what God did was that God sacrificed a lamb. So what God needs in his sacrifices are lambs. Okay? So Cain, fortunately, was a shepherd. So he could get a lamb. But, sorry, that's Abel, right? Abel. Now Cain, because he was a farmer, he could not get the lambs. So what he did was that he offered what he could. Faith is not, I think pastor has told that before, we don't operate with a, di- a, a deity based on our terms. We operate based on his terms. So if God wants a lamb, a lamb it must be. If you can, if yours is fruits, whatever, make sure you sell it and go and get a lamb. That's how God wants. God doesn't want fruits. He's not a vegetarian. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are we getting it? Good. So Cain decided to do things at his own comfort and convenience. A person whose faith pleases God is someone who does things when God... That's why I said faith is obedience. What God wants is what you do. Not you do things at your own convenience. God says that pray 5 a.m. He said, oh no. And 5 a.m. I have to see to read my slides, you know, on my time table, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. I want to solve medicine past questions. So, Charlie, our shift is... If you are someone who be, you begin to do that with God, then you will never grow in faith. It is at his terms. At his terms. If I tell you the things that I have done it, at my own discomfort, I'm sure Sir Chris too has a lot of testimonies about it. discomfort. God tells you, like, yesterday we were in the car, when we are going for Pastor Albert's that's one. Then I heard in my spirit, send money to someone. I, I can show you the, the test. Once I sent it, me, I don't have money. I sent oh, do you need it? <laughs> okay. Then I sent it in a then the person said, Hey, how did you know I needed this? And you, you want to see evidence. I, I wouldn't lie in God's presence. Maybe in his absence. But he's, he's never absent. <laughs> okay? Then the person, how did you know? You see, so, the more you walk with God, you realize that those that God loves and those that God likes are those that are prompt. Okay? Prompt. When God gives instruction, prompt. You don't have to now negotiate with God. That was who Abel was. To develop your faith. We are looking at how to develop our faith. Enoch, 
was translated that he should not see death, right? But before his translation, he received this testimony that he had pleased God. I've, I've, I've read it. <laughs> now, listen, no. Abel, uh, no, Enoch. Enoch was someone, when you read the Old Testament, he said Enoch walked with God and he was not. That, that means that Enoch walked with God and by the time he realized, he had disappeared. <laughs> he had vanished into heaven like that. You know Enoch didn't die. Right? People didn't die. Enoch, Eli, Elijah. Right? Those who were, who ascended, died. Okay. Enoch, Elijah. Then we can add Jesus, but he died, but he resurrected. Okay, three. <clears throat> and that's why when you read Revelation, you know that there are, there are two people that two messengers. Have you read that in the in the, in the book of Revelation? Two messages. Okay, I don't want to go into details. But Enoch was someone who walked. The, the whole summary of Enoch's life was that he walked with God. Full stop. That's it. So. Someone who wants to develop his or her faith should be someone who does what? Walk with God. You should walk with God. When you talk about walking with God, what does it mean? Okay, I think we, we have said it here over and over again. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So walking with God means agreeing with the word of God in your life. Now, when you say how shall two work together unless they agree? It's not God who is coming to agree with you. You must what? Agree with God and His principles and His word. Hallelujah. So that's the life of Enoch. When you read, Adam gave birth to Seth. Seth gave birth to Enos. Adam gave birth to Seth. Seth gave birth to Enos. Enos gave birth to Canaan. Canaan gave birth to Mahalalel. Mahalalel gave birth to. Enoch. Then Enoch gave birth to Methuselah. Now, hmm. listen carefully. During Enoch's time, that was when sin had multiplied. Do you get it? Sin had multiplied on the on the face of the earth because you realize that's Genesis. Genesis four talks about the genealogy of Cain. Genesis 5 talks about the genealogy of uh, Seth. Then, when you go to Genesis 6, you will see God, God has started complaining. Just after some few, you know, few um, years after God created the world, wickedness had multiplied the surface of the earth. So, everybody, everybody over there was doing his or her own thing. It got to a point where God wanted to wipe everybody out, but he, he found favor in, in uh, Noah found favor in God's sight. So God spared Noah and his family. So this should, t- this should tell you that he was in a generation, Enoch was in a generation where everybody was sinning. Everybody was doing whatever they, were, they liked. But he made that personal decision that if everybody is going contrary to God's will, only me, I'm making it my personal decision in my life. That I have a very short life to live, 50 years. This 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Why? Why? Do you think everybody will live up to 75? I don't know when I'll die, but this this short time that I, I'm living in, I'm making it my personal efforts that I'm going to work with God. How many of you want to make that decision? I, I don't know how long I'll live, but 
50 years is so short as compared to eternity. And this 50 years, even if God, one man of God says something and I like it, he said, even if God does not bless me in this life, okay, I know surely eternity is too long, you will definitely bless me there. <laughs> Hallelujah. If it, you will come to Moses, but I'll make a statement that if it has to cost you everything, eh, said that you walk with God, do it. Hallelujah. Phyllis, do you, do you understand? So during that time, so someone who works with God, someone who, who has faith is someone who works with God, and he's, some, he's that person who does not do what everybody is doing, but he decides to separate, segregate him or herself onto the Lord. So Enoch did this perfectly. That God said, come, 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 come. Enoch was so holy that he could not be contained in, in the impure world. God had to evaporate him. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's Enoch. That's Enoch. I don't know. I don't know if, if you want to be pure. How many of you, like, you want to be pure? Do you, do you get it? That's my goal. Like, not if you talk about purity, if you are talking about sexual, I'm talking about, like, totally like you. I guess a pure person. You get it? mental purity. You don't have any evil intentions against anyone. Like, you want to be pure. You want to to live right. You want God to be pleased in you. This should be the aim of your life. Amen. Let's go to the next. So that, so before his translation, he received a testimony that he has pleased God. So that, that brings us to verse 6. We say, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For they that come to him must believe that he is and he is the reward of those that diligently seek him. Without faith, you can't please God. You know, when you, when you go through all of them, you will see that faith is something that if you are really a person of faith, even these few things that we have said so far concerning Abel and concerning, you know, if you can do that perfectly, you realize how you please God, right? That's why you're saying that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, anyone who, number one, hmm, number one, you are living contrary to God's word, Okay, number two, you are not working with God. Number three, you are doing things in your Christian life, and you are doing just like uh, you are doing some, uh, I don't know, shakara. Yes, yes. And you are you are treating God anyhow. Do you think God will please you? That's why he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. They that come to Him must believe that what. Yes, this verse is is what is called the existential is. He is, and he is a reward of. So then he is means that like that's the same way to be like I am. You get that's where we get. So then he is is the third person form of God. I am that I am. I am. So they that comes to him must believe that what he is. It's another way of saying that like I am in in the first person, right? But this is the third person. So you must believe that God is, God exists. That's why that is called existential. Is Anyone that comes to him, you must really be convicted and convinced in your heart that was. He is. That's the first one. And secondly, he is. The second is, is the functional is. That talks about what he, what he does. What does he do? He is a rewarder. You can end it there. Then you can define who the subjects of the reward are going to be those that do what? Diligent. I, I 
like that way. Gently, gently seek Him. You know who a diligent student is? You don't know? Okay, I'm here. Cyril uh, says that me, I'm, I'm not shy to take praise, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm a diligent student. I'm not like, it's me, I'll tell the truth. I'm diligent. If I'm not diligent, I'm diligent. Are you jealous? <laughs> if I tell you how I'm learning now, this morning, do you know what I've learned? Tell you. Even after school, I'm learning more after school than when I was in school. I'm learning every day. Okay. I'm learning English too. You can see English and vocabulary is always here. Every day I have what I've learned. I know I'm coming from Kumase. I don't understand English. So instead of me arguing and saying that, hey, hey, I have to humble myself and learn, right? Learn English. Wake up early. Hey, sleep late. All of them learn. So, diligence this. I'm saying it so that he doesn't get angry with me. Hallelujah. So he said that that this diligence that I'm talking about, use that diligence, use that diligence to seek him. That's when God will manifest him, himself to you as a rewarder. You see, you are doing you see, I say when it comes to God, it's all on man. Don't do anything like God and expect to receive the full reward from God. Those that have made up their mind. Of my every fiber, every cell, God is seeking you. God, I'm, I'm going by your principles. He manifests himself to you as a rewarder. Let's, let's go to the next one. Our time is almost up. Mm-hmm. The, the next one is who? Noah, right? Is, is it Noah? Good. Ha! This one, let me start up. By faith, Noah. Being one of God, as of things which have not yet happened. Now, Listen, that those days, from, from the time God created Adam till the time of Noah, it, it, it never rained from top as, as we, we, we know. Rain, the rain didn't come from top. What happens with that? The spring will just come from the earth and water the, 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 the crops. So for Noah to tell them that rain is coming from the top, they didn't believe this, this guy is drunk. Listen. Noah, being warned, God was warning him about things which hadn't even happened before. He obeyed. How much more God warning us of things that we see? <laughs> oh, maybe I lost some of you. Don't commit fornication. You have seen someone who has committed, committed fornication and has gotten HIV. Person or the person has gotten pregnant. Don't you? No. Not all our friends are good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, or don't you have such friends? You have that. Even things that have consequences, which we are all aware of the consequences, those things we still don't. We are still not obedient to God. But someone who was warned as of things which were not visible. That person obeyed. <laughs> you see? 
that's, that's, that's obedience towards God. And, and you will see throughout that the first definition, the second definition I gave for faith, which means faith being obedience towards God. You see that it runs through all the examples that that's we are seeing. Obedience to God, obedience to God, obedience to God. It's not only they believing in the existence of God, but they also obeying God, obeying God, obeying God. That's Noah. So, having faith in God is this also just add up to the fact that having faith in God means being obedient to God. Hallelujah. God is warning us. Some of the things which have not yet happened, eh? or the invisible thing, just as God warned Noah. Is that there is going to be judgments. It's a warning, right? As of things which have not yet happened. It's a warning. We would appear before God. Lake of fire, hell, whatever. Do you think it's a joke? Is it a joke? Do you know why I know you believe it's a joke? Because of how you live your life. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to agree with me whether it's a joke or not. The way you are living your life will tell me that you think that thing is a joke. That's the reason why I know most of the MPs and most of the members of parliament and our leaders don't believe in God. Eh? If you really... See how I said they really? In this one. <laughs> If you really do you think that hey, you are an MP, you believe that God exists, eh? you take the poor people's money. Ha! There is, there, there is a sermon that I'm preparing. The God of the poor. When you, when you look at that, you, you become sensitive. You, get, you become sensitive. I was studying like sensitivity. When I, you know, those days, I see people, I'll, I'll just pass, I'll just, I'll just pass, you know, you see people begging, just pass by, all of us, or oh, don't you do that, ah, we do it. When I say something about sensitivity, I've not started giving yet, <laughs> but I know that, right now, if I, <laughs> if I see, like, the, the sensitivity is coming, do you get it? You know, sometimes, as medical people, eh, we become, you know, we numb our senses. Because every, everybody coming to the hospital has a problem. It's a crisis. Then they are all at the clinic. They are all crying. Oh, me. Why, why have you done the labs? <laughs> My husband left. Then they, they will start giving you proper history. <laughs> Simple question. Why, why haven't you done the labs? <laughs> let, let, let me give you one. Why haven't you done the labs? This was last week. Why haven't you done the labs? <laughs> Three months ago, I went into coma. Hey! Then my, my husband left me. Then my husband said he even wished I, I died. This, this is a true story. Now, I have three children. One of them is in SHS. One of them is here. And I sell pure water. That's true. The labs cost 300 Taking 300 to go and do the labs. <laughs> Charlie, how much profit does you even make in a month? Do you get this? This is just one of many. She started crying. And at that time, I wasn't sensitive. Do you know what I said in my mind? Tears <laughs> near And I was like, hey, God will judge you. <laughs> I was telling myself. <laughs> like, hey. 
you know sometimes the situation like you see all these things and and if you want to be sensitive to if you want to be sensitive to each and everyone you come to your room with mental health problems <laughs> do, you, do you get it so sometimes sometimes you have to be sensitive okay good now now the next one is Abraham as for Abraham we've talked about Abraham extensively so we will not talk about him but his also it goes on to illustrate the, the concept of obedience whereby faith Abraham when he was part of God go into a land which afterward he should have received as an inheritance he obeyed not knowing whether he would but what those for me continue for me that's why I like quoting dwelling in what tents with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise right or I've, I've, I don't know good same promise good so this is someone that God told him go this you see this one too he didn't know where he was going do you get it? listen to I hope we are getting what we, what we are saying the faith that you want to understand you know, we are teaching you the faith so by faith that's it. this is faith Abraham when he was called of God to go into a land he went obeying to God so that's what I'm saying that the faith that you say we should teach you the faith is simple obedience to God. Let's lose. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is it. So you have decided to be stubborn. And your stubbornness is killing your faith slowly. Killing your faith softly. But you don't know. So then when the time comes for you to look at the other coin of faith, which is receiving from God, then now you are not receiving from God and you think that faith has no way. Meanwhile, your disobedience to God has killed your faith. Say that now that you are in need, that's when you want to drink some faith out of you. There is none there. Because you've not developed your faith by obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. So that is verse 10, right? Verse 10. Is it verse 10? No, that's 8, 9, 10. Okay, verse 10 says that for he looked for a spiritual foundation which began because it's God. Then verse 11 talks about Sarah, right? Sarah, verse 11. What does it say? By faith. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. So you see that in Sarah's illustration of faith, okay, we are talking about what she received from God. Abraham's own, all the ones you've seen, is what they did to God. Sarah's own is what we receive. That's what I'm saying. Faith has two parts. The part that has to do with your obedience to God and the part that has to do with what you can receive from God. Are we getting it? Let's go to... Um, um, okay, Isaac. For in Isaac, thy seed shall be called. Then um, Jacob, when he was dying, he leaned on the staff. But let's, let's go to Moses. We'll end with that.
memorized. Amen. Now, listen. We are ending with this. The illustration of Moses' sweet. Now, I think on, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, I, I gave them a bit of background to this. We know that when, when God was um, during, during the time, you see. Okay, so let me say this. That a family went into Egypt, but a nation came out of Egypt. So the family was, <clears throat> it was Jacob and his sons, right? The 12 sons. So they went there as a family. Then they grew over almost 400 years. The Pharaoh that promoted um, Joseph died. So a new Pharaoh came. Another Pharaoh, when it comes to the book of Acts, when Stephen was narrating this, Stephen said, Another Pharaoh, that another there is not Alos, it's Hectoros. Okay, Alos means another of the same kind. So that would mean that maybe another Egyptian. But using the word Hectoros means that the person who came was not an Egyptian, he was an Assyrian. He became this is also for that supported by um, Isaiah and Jeremiah. So when he came in, he didn't know who, who are these people that have come in. They are just getting growing, you know, they are very fertile, giving birth left and right, like that. They're coming stronger. Then he said that these people, if you don't do something to them, they will come and take over. Right? So they started, they brought them a law that was killing them, you know, the laws that killed all the male bones, right? We know that. Good. So then when Moses' mother gave birth to Moses. Look at the child. <laughs> it is said, we have studied Moses. It is said that his skin was shining. We we don't that. His skin was shining. Even like it's it was always shining that even when he grew up, when he passed me, all the Egyptian ladies would be looking at him and ah. right. <laughs> So he said, when they saw that this guy is a proper, the word proper means a beautiful child or a sparkling child, that's the word proper. He said, no, no, this one we can't kill. So they went to hide him for three months. After three months, developmental milestone, child, you can't hide the child again. No, it's another other thing. So they went to put the child on the river, right? Good. And I said that the river was the river of fertility. That was where Pharaoh's daughter was back because Pharaoh's daughter had infertility issues. So she had gone there to bath as a ritual that they do. And then she saw that the child was this. Ah, the gods have answered us. The gods have answered us. So he picked the child, brought him to the house, and then he started taking care of him. He was trained because that time to be a prince of Egypt. He needed to study what is called the seven mysteries of Egypt, medicine, architecture, geography, and geology, a lot of them, you have, you have to learn all these things. So they really trained this guy well. Then when he came to the peak, the prime of his life, 40 years, you know the story, he killed, you know, he, he knew within himself that no, I'm, I'm, I'm an Helping his, his friends, killed one of them, he ran into the wilderness. 
stayed in the wilderness for another 40 years. Eventually, God called him. With this first part, the lesson that I want you to learn from the faith of Moses is that God was the one who intentionally planted Moses in Pharaoh's house so that Pharaoh would be schooled. And because you'll see that later on, when they went into the wilderness, Moses would need the knowledge and the skills he had acquired in Pharaoh's house to sustain them in the wilderness. Because in the wilderness, he was the doctor, he was everything. He knew, <coughs> sorry, architecture, you know, the, all the tabernacle and all this. God gave according to precise measurements. Everything. So, one, one lesson we can learn from this is that as we are here, being planted in the system of this world, we are in the world but not of the world. All the skills that don't say education is not good. Hey, me, I'm spiritual. I only want to, to go. No, God has planted you here. Medical school, nursing school, pharmacy, whatever. For a particular hour. That's So that when you come of full age, God expects that you use that skill to support the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It becomes a complete waste. If you think that it's all about yourself. It's about the people that God wants to deliver. From Egypt. So that's why me challenge. I'm taking whatever I do seriously. God's purpose for your life is bigger than your life. Do you get it? There are people who are depending on you. That's why you have to learn. Charlie, when you, that, that's something that's that's what keeps me. I have to learn. People depend on me. If I don't need people for the items. That does that okay to you? <laughs> I know if I don't need people, you know that. If I don't need people, I tell them, right? So that keeps me studying very hard. Whatever skills that you have, you have to understand that if you don't utilize it, if you don't train yourself, develop yourself well, you are going to disappoint God. That's one aspect of, of the lesson. So when you when you have come to age, so he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why? After all the things that he has, he has enjoyed. Pharaohs, you know that the number of times they ate in the field. Nice, if you are a prince, nice ladies. Hallelujah. Is anyone here called prince? Uh, prince, I know princes. They... <clears throat> okay, let's go. Now, after all these things, is that no? This is where the identification comes in. That's where again. I'm not identifying as an Egyptian. As, as an Egyptian. I am identifying as what? A child of God. Chosen rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin, which was bad for a season. You see, coming to church isn't an affliction. It is, look at the word of Africa. He said that he chose willingly to associate him or himself, to associate himself with the people of God, right? Than to enjoy the pleasure of sin, which is. For a moment, I like that. I like that. I like that. You see, people are chilling. Aren't people chilling? Friday nights. I should be the manager. People are chilling. But look at us here. And if you come and I'm reading my Bible, actually, endurance, suffering of affliction. But you have to tell in it. Chastity, isn't it affliction? <laughs> isn't it affliction? Oh, or that is affliction. <laughs> Charlie, you have to keep yourself. 
Or am I lying? Or am I the only one? <laughs> who is who is enduring the hardship? Okay, it's hard. But you see, coming to church is difficult. <laughs> Me, it's difficult for challenge. Wake up very early. Today I was a bit late. So go. I thank God I'm doing this. We only have two patients, so that's a bit. I have to go early. Review them so that I can make it here. Sacrifices. But we have to go back. You see? All these things are who 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 wants to to associate him or him or herself with affliction? With difficult things. Are you seeing it? But faith will make you understand that all the things that other young people are enjoying. It, <laughs> it is what was for a season. I remember those days when I was growing up. Those around at my, my village. It's not really here, it's a town. Uh, it has some village like symptoms. <laughs> so uh, the young the young people over there, the prime, do you know what, what they brought in? They were mates. Driver mates, mates. Is that, is that how they call it? Chobum, yeah. Huh? Have money. Hey. And me, I was always going to school, going for classes. Hey, God. And they would buy PS, those days, PS1, PS2, Charlie. Some of them had laptops. Hey, they ate proper food in their regard. Hey, the aim of my life then was to eat just one yogurt. <laughs> God, just, just one yogurt. Hey. Just one. That was, that was the aim of my life then. You see? Do you think that that kind of life, skipping school and not going to school, do you think it can sustain them for the rest of their lives? No. It is but for what? A season. Those of us who endured. Now look. Oh, Jesus. I told someone that then. Right now. Where I am now? Poverty. It's in Quantaire. Pie. I'll never be poor in my life. Oh, what is that thing called? Pastor Chris. Oh, uh, how is it called? I'll never be poor in my life. Never be poor in my life. Like right now, someone was asking me, do you have any do you have any food or drug allergies? I said I'm allergic to poverty. <laughs> the afflictions of DHS, the afflictions of SHS, which want us to goodness on the way to much learning all nights the afflictions of medical school goodness hi mb2 like i have intentionally forgotten about those experiences because right now the enjoyment is is fine that's why jesus in hebrews chapter 12 who for the what the joy that was set before him he endured what the cross Right? If these things that we are doing, the Bible that we are studying, eh? I know, if only God will open your eyes to see the benefits of it. How, you know, me, me I love it too because it is making me live a moral life, morally upright life. Are you seeing it? Right? Yes. Hopefully you can see. It will give you some energy to, to go through these afflictions. To go through these afflictions. Those days, Charlie, I should study my life. Right now. I don't need to study much. This one, I didn't prepare. You, you thought I prepared. I've not prepared. I just keep from the world. And then we have to get. Someone thinks that, hey, Charlie, the guy has done some all night. Right? Right now, I don't need to study that much when it comes to the world. I've done all the way. So, at this point in time, 
let us learn to associate with the people of God, endure the seemingly afflictions. Okay, and we should not be jealous of our friends who are not coming to church, who are living their life anyway. Then we are jealous of them. No. If you can conceptualize the joy that is set before you, and how temporal that you know whatever enjoyment that they are they have this, then you will have faith. Faith that which makes you see. It gives you a foresight that you don't only look at the contemporary, you know, things. Okay, it gives you a foresight to see. Hallelujah. The, the last thing I will explain about Moses in the beginning is that he said that by faith Moses he and endured as someone should be there for me. He said he, he didn't fear the wrath of the king. Can you see that? But he endured as seeing him who is what? Invisible. Once again, you should be more afraid of God who is invisible than any other person who is visible. Okay? And that's one thing that faith does. Faith in the invisibility of God. Knowing that God is invisible, but God is omnipresent and omniscient. That alone keeps you. Those, for, I always give this illustration. You take a girl or a guy to your room. Are you in house 17? What's your house? Oh, you don't want to tell Ah, okay. <clears throat> Then you go, Charlie, you take the, the person, you turn off the lights, lock the door, thinking that, Charlie, you have, God cannot see in the dark. <laughs> lock the door. Like you've locked God outside. Do you get it? You are inside because God is limited. Now, why would you do that? Two reasons. One, either you don't know God, do you get it? You don't know that God is everywhere. That's why. Or secondly, you know God is everywhere. Then that means you are showing gross disrespect. Like you don't care. God, you don't care. You see, that's the reason why the more you get to know God, there are certain things that you can't do. Some addictions will live naturally because of your reverence for God. Live naturally. That is faith. Enduring. You see that by faith. He, he had esteem for, for God who is invisible. Than even for Pharaoh who is visible. The reason why people do that is because they are afraid of men more than God. You you rather don't want someone, a human being to enter. That's why you are turning off the light and you are locking it. You fear man more than you fear God. That is not how people of faith operate. They have more reverence for God than even for men. Hallelujah. And the last one is that let's go on our feet. <clears throat> you, you read that and you pray. You say that by faith, the Egyptian, the, the Israelites, okay, Moses and the, the, the Israelites, they passed through the Red Sea, right? But the Egyptians are saying to do likewise. What happened? They drowned. This is the difference between faith and presumption. You see that, hey, Bright has gone to lay hand on the sick. <laughs> it's healed. You're also going to do the same thing. You see that uh, <clears throat> Paul is going to cast out the de- demons. You're also going to do the same. The demons will lash you. <laughs> that is faith and presumption. Faith and presumption. Okay? 
Don't don't presume. Don't presume you have what you don't have. Hallelujah. Faith is not presumption. You now you know in your life, Charlie, you've been rebellious to God. Then you are going to pray for someone to receive healing. You now understand why the healing didn't take you. <laughs> didn't okay. Because you, you don't have faith. I've told you that what will make you know you have faith is your level of obedience towards God. So as we are leaving this place, we are all going to work on our faith. In the word, being obedient to God. And as we grow, we will notice that now we have faith. And with our faith, we identify with God as our, as our, our object of faith. Hallelujah. I, I want us to pray that all these things that we have learned will not just be head knowledge. Okay? That God, look at us. Look at us. Ha! Hey, I love... Uh, can someone go down, friends? Uh, read, read the last part. Uh, we use that to pray. Oh, you open it and let, let me read it quickly. Okay, and let's end. Is it KJ? To spoil the thing. Okay. So, what is it? Let, 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 let me go to verse. Uh-huh, verse. Ha uh-huh, Good. Verse 32. Is that what? <clears throat> can you play the keyboard? Is that what? And what shall I say more? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David and Samuel and the prophets. How much more do I need to say? Okay, okay. Oh, no, that, that's the same thing. Can you, someone with the, the, the KJ? Is it KJ? I want KJ. K, anyone with KJ? KJ. That's, let, let's go to 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness. So we are looking at advantages of faith. So that we pray that God increase my faith. <laughs> so by faith, they subdued kingdoms, they wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire. That's Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego there. Then stop the mouth of, of lion. That's Daniel. Then escape the edge of the sword. Out of the weak were made strong. What valiant in fights tend to flight the army of the aliens. Women received their dead raised back to life. Again. And, and listen to this. Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. Hey, who would do that? Hey, when, when I look at the, the, the disciples and the apostles, eh, like they've been crucified, like hey, and they did it gladly, singing hymns and, and, and psalms. Like, what is to these people? It's because of something that they have seen beyond this world. <clears throat> because of something that they've seen. Say they were tortured, not, not even willing to accept deliverance. Why? That they might obtain a better resurrection. So, the resurrection that we will have now, there are different differences. Some are called better resurrection. <laughs> Hallelujah. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, 
moreover of bonds and imprisonments they were stoned they were sown asunder this is um, Isaiah this is how Isaiah died they put him inside it. they made a hole in the tree eh? then they put him in the tree then they used a saw to come and saw <laughs> the Isaiah that you read about son ascender others were slain with a sword they wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin being destitute destitute means poor afflicted and tormented the 38 are something that these people that the world was treating anyhow eh? listen to what God is saying of whom the world was not worthy that means that God is saying that the world eh, it was not worthy of them you understand that statement that the world did not deserve these people but God gifted these people to the world and see what God I mean they did to them of whom the world is not worthy that's people of faith people of great faith God is saying that the world is not worthy of them you are so precious to God that the world is not worthy of them they wandered in the deserts, in mountains, in the dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, yet they did not receive the blessing. What blessing is he talking about that they didn't receive? The blessing or the promise is Jesus Christ. All this point in the Old Testament, they did all this faith, not even having the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of them. It was their raw human faith. How much more us who have received the gift of the Holy Spirit in us? Is that but God, 40, having provided something better for us, <laughs> that they without us should not be made perfect. What does it mean? That is to say that the perfection of the work that they, they done, this one is like a marathon. No matter how the first person runs it, <laughs> it is the last people that run, they perfect the race. They perfect the race. And the marathon has been handed over to us in this dispensation. And God is saying that, show me my faith. Show me, show me your faith. So that when the Son of Man appears, will he find any faith? Will he find any faith? We have gone through what faith is, as being obedience towards God. Come on. Come on. Then that ends the chapter 11. Then it begins in the chapter 12. That wherefore, seeing that we are surrounded by this so great a cloud of witness, that is all the people that you have mentioned, he groups all of them and call them a cloud of witness. That's to say they are observing us. They are on the it's, it's like they've run their race, they've handed the, the baton over to you, and they are there observing. What is these people going to do? Are they going to win the race for us? Or they are going to slow down and sit down with the baton of faith. That's what Paul said. I have run my race. I have kept the course. They have done this part. And in this dispensation, they have handed over to us. What are you doing with your faith? Hallelujah. What are you doing with your faith? Hey, have your faith. Say that. Tell God, God, I'm going to be obedient to you. I have disobeyed you enough from today. I'm leaving this place as a new person. About what, what, what God wants me to do. That's what I'm going to do. My faith will be seen in my obedience towards God. I'm going to be obedient towards God. No matter what it costs me. If it costs me to live all the seeming pleasures which are but for a moment. Even if it costs me to denounce myself as being the son of Pharaoh's daughter, I will do. 
because I esteem you more than the, the treasures of Egypt. I want you to pray that God help me just in two minutes. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord. As we have ended this session on faith, we want to pray that you are leaving this place with an, an unimaginable faith. Hey, Mololololo shatalalalala sakatayada. Rekatayada ba. Say that when it gets to a point where you are tired, when the afflictions are becoming unbearable, look unto Jesus, the author <laughs> of our faith. Uh, not only that, he started, he is also the perfecter of our faith. He said that look to him because he is the perfect example that he also endured the afflictions but he has received the reward that is to say if by, if by faith you go through whatever afflictions that life may throw at you you should understand that when you do it diligently when you walk with God well ha, God is going to reward you the Bible says that he is not unfaithful that he, should, he will forget your work of love your labor of love come on come on I want people to leave this place. Katalaba. As people of faith. Hey! Shatalabayada. Enoch. Motolaba. He walked with God. And that he was not. Ratalaba. Abel. He, he has so much faith in God that the Bible is saying that though he is dead, yet he speaks. Ah. Talakatayadalaba. Shitayadaba. Oh. Kolololololo. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you have faith, you believe that God exists. And you believe that God rewards those that diligently seek Him. You are leaving this place seeking God. Father Lord, you want to say that if all the youth in this dispensation turn their backs from you, oh God, I will be the only one remaining. Like Enoch. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name for this awesome time in your word. Father, we pray, O oh God, that you will help us. That you will increase our faith, O oh God. That we will, be, we will at all times be obedient to you and to your word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, grant us the grace of God to put your word first in all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Strengthen us, O oh God, even as we walk out from here as new people who are determined to obey your word, who are determined to follow your instruction, O oh God. Help us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. God bless you. We take our offering.